Hello, and welcome to Methods to the Madness, a fan's take on the ins and outs of the work of animation studios. So sit back, relax, have a nice drink, and enjoy the podcast. Hi, everybody. We're back for another episode, and this week we're going to be talking about Studio Ghibli. Okay, before we we get started, I got to ask you, Ghibli or Ghibli? I say Ghibli because in Japanese it's pronounced Ghibli, so. Mm-hmm. Well, I normally just say Ghibli because this is easier to remember and pronounce, but there have been a number of moments where I have been angrily corrected by people like, no, you're pronouncing it wrong. Pronounce yeah, it this way. I think both are right, so we'll use yeah. both interchangeably through this podcast. Hopefully hopefully that doesn't offend people. Yep. Um, anyway, so Studio Ghibli is based in Kongane, Tokyo, Japan, and it mm-hmm. was founded June 15th, 1985, after the release of the film Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind. Eight of these films that they've done are in the top 15 highest grossing anime films in Japan, and some of them have actually received Academy Award nom- nominations, and most of them are directed by Hayao Miyazaki, mm-hmm. and with Joe Hisaishi for the music. And Disney distributes them, so if you think they're Disney films, they technically are done by Ghibli, just to clarify that. Um, Localization is Disney, though. Yeah, and um, one big rule that they have, though, is no cuts, no edits. They will not let the international distributors um, change the films. They don't want any alteration. Yes, no four kids dub censors here. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, Ghibli, what's your favorite film? Well, hmm. It's actually a pretty hard question because a lot of it's kind of similar to my conundrum with Pixar films where of the ones that I've seen, they've all been really good. But generally, the one that stuck with me the most over the years is the first one that I've watched, which is true for a lot of people. But for me, that one was uh, Ponyo. Mm, that was a really good one. I think yeah, that was, was very actually colorful. Very playful. One of the first ones I saw. My personal favorite is Howl's Moving Castle. I know some people have Mm, problems mm -hmm. with that one or they don't like it as much as something like Spirited Away. Really? And while I admit that I think Spirited Away all round is probably the best movie they've done, um, I I just enjoy Howl's Moving Castle like on a personal level. Uh Uh-huh. And I just get the most entertainment out of it. Yeah, that's a good one. I've seen that one. I like the feel of it and the way that the world feels. And I think that's something that we were going to talk about this episode is that the worlds that Ghibli creates are very like, they feel tangible and they feel immersive. They're incredibly defined down to like incredibly small details Mm -hmm. where there's a number, okay, to scooch back a little bit all the way to how they do animation. Ghibli does, I think, almost entirely, if and mostly if not entirely, hand-drawn everything from the Mm -hmm. backgrounds, animations, and everything. And a lot of the times, to small, they make, a lot of it is movement. A lot of their specialty stuff is movement. Where, whether it be just walking cycles or running cycles, a lot of the times they'll ask themselves the question, okay, why is this person running and how is that going to affect how they're running? Mm -hmm. Like you can have the exact same character in like two or four different scenes running for different reasons and their run cycles will be drastically different. And because of that, you can, you get 
an emotion mm-hmm. on just from that. Yeah, just from and that. And I think that the way that people in real life move and interact and things is very much everyone is very different and so conveying that in animation just makes everything feel more real because it feels like real life. Another thing about the worlds they create is I mm-hmm. feel like you see so many background characters and background places and buildings and things and even though you know that they were just created for like that film in particular Mm -hmm. it feels like they all have their own story and they all have their own thing that could be going on and they could exist it doesn't just feel like maybe like a you know if you're doing a play in school and you just set up the scenery and there it is and you know it's fake and you know it's there just for that performance it feels like it's not just you know a curtain or like some kind of effect it's actually there and it could be real and all the people in it have a meaning and a purpose yeah like for a really good example of this is like the bathhouse in spirit Mm -hmm. of the way there's okay you have a bunch of different kinds of employees in that you see in the background doing different kinds of jobs and you see them in multiple different shots throughout different scenes and you can identify specific characters okay that's that their job in this scene mm-hmm. so you're gonna see them later again in the background doing the same job there and you have uh like different locales within that explain like okay this is the boiler room where they get all the hot water everywhere else and that they have a place where you can get different kind of soaps for different kinds of clients a lot of it like it <sighs> It all meshes together. And it it feels like a real thing. We're also thrown into the stories or the worlds usually, and they don't sit and try to establish everything. We learn as the characters Mm -hmm. learn if they're new to that environment. And another thing that's really important is we're not told everything. I've seen people say that one of the things that ruins some franchises is that fans want to know every little detail. Like Star Wars is a good example of this. Lord of the Rings is another big one. And people want to know everything. And that's really cool. But Ghibli leaves a lot where they don't explain it. They won't tell you why that guy has five arms and that other person has (laughs) three or whatever. Like they just... It's just the way it is, and mm-hmm. it feels real because it's there's not an explanation for it, and there's not lots of like extra backstory or explanation. This is why this is. It just is, and then people are like, "Oh, okay, so that's the way it is," and they yeah. we accept it, and it feels real. Or probably like a better way to explain it is like they don't exposition dump you, yeah, and like you can tell from the way, like you said, five armed person, whoever, whatever, how they interact with whatever they're doing and how they like take up space in the background tells you this gives you the reasons why they are Mm -hmm. that way rather than just ah that guy is a spider person from yada 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 doing this here yeah and there's a lot that like we could imagine or think up ourselves just seeing like background characters move and stuff which is nice because then again it feels more real to us because we're like who knows it could be anything rather than being like no this is the way it is and this is exactly why it is and it will always be this way It, it just real worlds even in the real world we don't know everything and i think that's what makes it interesting yeah i mean like if you can take a take in a whole scene from a movie or something and then immediately afterwards okay i can think of like this other scenario that i made up on my own that's based on this thing in the background of this scene in the movie that tells the fact that the audience is able to do to create their own like spin-off thing in their head f- based on what you've presented 
that tells you that you're doing a good job in world mm-hmm. building. I think another thing is that the Ghibli worlds all play by their own rules. The rules are very different than the rules of our world, and we may not understand all of them, but they're very consistent through and through, and that also helps things feel realistic. Sometimes I feel like, I can't think of a specific example off the top of my head, but there are films where there are certain rules that seem to have been established, but then some character mm-hmm. or some circumstance comes along, and everything we knew about that just changes. And or it's overturned and or they add some new thing and i think mm-hmm. that ghibli is very good about being consistent no you can't just magically add oh, new things yeah. and rules new power you know and i and think like that also rules. makes it feel realistic mm-hmm. and so a lot of the times people know the studio ghibli as being for their bigger like more prominent films like spirited away or how's moving castle or the more fantastical stuff but they actually have a surprisingly large roster of just like slice of life yeah slice of life is a good way to put it where it's like very it's in a normal like everyday setting like modern uh like tokyo or yeah it's just town an average japanese neighborhood and people are living their lives and doing maybe mundane things but it still yeah. has meaning and people still connect with it mm-hmm. because it's real and it's raw and, and a, it's done well yeah as a deep emotional core to a lot of well to all their movies kind of in a similar aspect that pixar does a lot of their stuff both mm-hmm. of them a uh, uh, big commonality between them is that they all share like deep emotional cores to yeah. a lot of humanity their themes. is a big ah, theme yeah that's a good way them. And human emotions and simple things in life are really important in Ghibli movies. Another thing that I notice is that there's the idea that people are constantly changing and multifaceted. Ah, yeah. And another thing going off of that is heroes and villains. None of the heroes and villains are entirely good or entirely bad. All of them have things that are great about them and things that are really horrible about them. And just like real people. And in the end, even though the heroes typically, or the protagonists, I should say, typically do grow and learn something, mm-hmm. they usually will retain their flaws, just like we do. Even when we learn and grow, we're always going to have something about us that's flawed. And that's important. There's good and bad, and it's just realistic morality, which, again, I think that lends yeah. itself to making a realistic world. Because in the real world, people aren't black and white. Yeah. Although, to be fair, there are a couple of examples in Ghibli movies with, like, the mustachioed twirling oh yeah there like, definitely um, uh, are some but there are also a lot name? where it, it just even like in mononoke the mm-hmm. woman who you know wants to destroy the forest but we also see her as she cares about the people of her village and like yeah. there's just there are people that are bad just like there are people in our world that are horrible and want to do horrible things but mm-hmm. there's always something in them that's good or admirable just as every protagonist has something in them that is not so good and a big flaw (laughs) sir we keep trying to get away from pixar but somehow it just keeps coming back (laughs) that's another commonality with pixar yeah with their villains especially too but i'm uh i think we were like touching on this not too terribly long ago on um uh on the all the different female protagonists in the Oh, um, uh, yes, definitely. I think that was something that I just wanted to touch on. I think it's important for um, everyone to be able to feel like when they watch media that they're represented in some way. And I think that Ghibli does a really great job of representing women in their films. They have a wide range of women, ranging from very young to very old. Mm-hmm. And all of them are very good protagonists in their own way. There's so many of them. I don't even know where to start. 
but they're they feel real i think they're good examples for people and um the stories they are given have depth and dimension mm-hmm. and i think that's just a really great thing and i'd like to see more of that especially with the children um like chihiro or the girls in my neighbor totoro they're mm-hmm. very much real kids and i think that's yeah. really good kids need real kids to look up to because i feel like sometimes in animation the kids are too too horrible or too perfect or too yeah or they're royalty and they're dest or they're the chosen one and i think kids just need a normal kid to look up to mm-hmm. kiki is an average girl chihiro is an average 10 year old girl mm-hmm. she was actually based off someone that hayao miyazaki it was one of his friend's daughters that oh. he knew very huh. well and he wanted to make a movie for her because he said all the stuff she's seeing mm-hmm. and all the things around her are like all these manga and anime where it's like these really like cool flashy protagonists yeah. or princesses or whatever and he was like i just want something that the average girl could relate to the uh-huh. average kid and i think that's such an important thing yeah and on my note about like the all the different female protagonists in ghibli what i really appreciate the most about that is that you know, like they're not trying to shove it down your throat about it either mm-hmm. where it's like a lot of the times with a lot of like modern television and stuff we're like oh, oh yeah. man we're going out of our way to have a female protagonist I, stuff. that is a really good point it's yeah. just natural they're a yeah. girl but there's not a big deal about it they just happen to be female and they're the protagonist i mean like so what and i think yeah. that's the way it should be in film or anything it mm-hmm. they're female or they're this you know race or whatever and they're this age and that's just the way it is they yeah. don't need to make it a big flashy thing it's just mm-hmm. natural i i do like that um let's see uh I think another thing that sets Ghibli apart as a studio is mm-hmm. the quiet moments yes. that they allow for. There's a lot of them scattered throughout the films, and I think that just is really good for the audience because it allows us to take in the emotions from whatever scenes have just happened and really let those sink in. Well, a lot of the times, if it's not if it's if it's not the emotions, a lot of the time they'll use them to like help show off some of the world but not in like mm-hmm. an overly flashy let, way let either. it all like let you feel something new or let emotions settle in or let you just kind of like sit and think about like the mm-hmm. way that the movie's going in the world and i think that's important i think sometimes there's this desire to just make everything loud and everything fun and everything always moving yeah. and sometimes life can be like that but sometimes it is really nice just to sit back and relax and mm-hmm. take time to like soak it in yeah like a nice warm bath. <laughs> like the one in Spirited Away. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It just loops right back around. Yeah, it really does, though. Uh, let's see. Oh, another thing I wanted to point out was that in Ghibli, I feel like goals are not as important as growth. Even though yes. all the characters have goals, a lot of the Ghibli films, I think some people don't like them because they feel anticlimactic. Because some, t- some of them don't really have like a big climax where they're battling mm-hmm. a dragon or something. And the whole movie just feels kind of laid back and slice very, of lifey yeah, even even the fantasy films like kiki's delivery mm-hmm. service doesn't really have a big villain or even a big conflict the, the most the big climax moment isn't really that big mm-hmm. it's just kind of small and i think that that's really nice it's a reflection of how real life tends to be for us as humans yeah and also that could probably also be in part to how they make a lot of their movies i believe we were talking about mm-hmm. how their process i'm a Oh, man. What was exactly the process again? They don't... 
have they have some storyboards but basically they make each scene as they go and the emphasis on each scene isn't to think about what's going to happen next or what's going to mm-hmm. happen in the end it's what emotions do we want to convey in the scene how do we want people to feel when they see this yeah and then they just go from there and i think that's really interesting because it allows for um a lot of creativity and Oh, yeah. I think a lot of their movies go in directions you don't expect them to go because they're not really planned. Like, I feel like a lot of other studios, you know, they have all their storyboarding done and they're like, we're going to go this way. Mm-hmm. It's going to start like this. It's going to end like this. Here's every scene and how everything should look. But Ghibli, they're just kind of like, emotion is the most important thing. So we'll let it go how it wants to go. Yeah. I've, yeah. When I sit back and look at mm-hmm. theirs, a lot of their films as a whole, I find that a lot of their individual scenes stand uh, uh well they're a lot more solid than mm-hmm. the entire film in its entirety if that makes any sense oh yeah i get but what you're saying not to take away from how from the movie itself because a lot of them are fantastic mm, even a lot of their more like slow or laid back movies like a bond from up on poppy hill or ocean waves i think it was called or something mm-hmm. they're even a lot of it is, man, they express a lot of emotion mm-hmm. in their stuff, if not necessarily like a definite, definitive climax or ending to anything. Exactly. And I think the atmosphere and emotion combined in the world building just kind of is why I enjoy mm-hmm. Ghibli movies. Like I try to explain to people, I just like the way they make me feel because it feels like I'm in this nice, pleasant world yeah. where everything is just kind of calm and people go about their lives like this and I don't know I just really enjoy that it's the reason I enjoy Ratatouille the Pixar movie the atmosphere mm -hmm. and I think that the Ghibli movies all of them have very different ones but they all just feel very like yeah they have their own kind of feet like a feeling that you get when you watch yeah like I'm uh when I scrutinized Ponyo like about a week or so ago I felt like that one stands apart from some of the other Studio Ghibli movies for being having so much childish joy throughout oh, the entirety of it where mm-hmm. if you like sit back and read the synopsis or like summary of the story was like ah uh, this young like what is this like five-year-old yeah fish girl is, and... is in love with this other girl and so gets magic powers to raise the sea level so she can be with him and what they even address in the movie her her magic dad yeah her magic her magic dad is like are you not seeing the problem this is having the the increase of the ocean is causing the moon to come closer and it'll eventually crash into the planet killing everyone but at the same time they're just like eh whatever and it's it's yeah it's definitely so much fun and they have so much like they're so in awe by little things in life and i think that's mm-hmm. another thing sometimes in ghibli movies it's just the little things that really make the movies yeah. enjoyable and make the characters stories enjoyable and some of the the really great scenes are just little things like chihiro riding a train by herself mm-hmm. in silence and i think that in life sometimes it's the little things that make yeah life exciting or interesting <laughs> Yeah, that's kind of a great way to sum up all of Ghibli stuff. Mm-hmm. All the little, all the little details and all the little things, all be it in things. animation or themes or moments or everything, it's all in the little things. Yeah, I think that's. Sometimes I sit back and I think about things in life, and I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. that's such a small, maybe insignificant kind of thing, but it makes me happy and it makes made my day better. Like, yeah. and I think they know how to 
show that through their films. Yeah, and all the small stuff adds up to something big eventually. Yeah. Aw, that's a nice way, nice way to, <laughs> to lead off there. To end this. So, so what do yeah. you want to do next week, Grace? I was thinking DreamWorks. Yes, very mixed bag. Very, very mixed bag. Very. I just watched Prince of Egypt this week, but I think I need Ooh, to go back and watch one. some of the other stuff. I think the last one so that I watched great. about a month ago was B-Movie. Oh, <laughs> that almost deserves anyway. an episode of its own. Oh. But anyway, we hope you enjoyed this. Yeah. Um, stay tuned for next week, mm-hmm. and we'll be back with DreamWorks. Have a great week, everyone. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. We really appreciate it, and we hope that you enjoyed this episode. Stay tuned for next week because we're going to have another one. And also, like and subscribe, and uh, leave comments. We'd love to hear feedback from you. And share it with people that you know that might be interested in animation. Anyway, have a great week, everyone, and uh, we'll see you. Bye.